0: And now, Veep Thoughts, by Kamala Harris. I think that there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority. This has been Veep Thoughts, by Kamala Harris. Stew does America.
1: Say what you want about Kamala Harris, but it's true, you can't have a higher priority than what you said is your highest priority. I mean, she's 100% right on that. Uh, VeepThoughts.com for the entire collection. Of Beep Thoughts. And you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazeTV.com/slash Stew. Eric July is going to be here today. He's gonna to tell us how he's beating back the woke comic book industry and talk about the news of the day. Biden's bad economy continues to drag his polling down, though you wouldn't know it from the headlines these days. But we start by doing the fraudulent Joe Mansion. I have been saying something for a very, very, very long time on this program. If you've been watching for a very, very, very long time, go back to January of 2021. We're going up to the Georgia runoff. This show wasn't even on the air yet. I was saying this on radio back in that day. And I kept saying this. Joe Manchin will not save you if you think Losing both of these Georgia runoff uh, Senate races is not a big deal. Don't worry, Joe Manchin will help us out. He'll block the worst of it. No, he won't. He will not save you. He will not protect you. I've said it a hundred times on this show, and here we are. Joe Manchin doing the same thing Joe Manchin always does. The Senate has approved the Inflation Reduction Act, clinching long-delayed health and climate bill. Oh, yes, but here's the thing. I thought Joe Manchin would help us out on this. No, Joe Manchin will not save you. Joe Manchin will not save you. Ever. This is what Joe Manchin does. Joe Manchin talks tough. He sounds tough. He sounds like he's fighting back against the liberal establishment. One good Democrat. We've got him. It's Joe Manchin. And then he does this every single time. This is who he is. This is what he does. He will not save you. Never depend on him. He sucks. If you remember, just a few months ago, he was giving this wonderful statement, December 2021, the Mansion statement on the Build Back Better Act, in which he told you, I just can't go along with these things. It's too much spending. We have inflation going on. I can't go along with this. And people will say, oh, well, he did make sure he pushed back on those big multi-trillion dollar numbers. And he said he was going to help out and get that number lower. Look, is it a little bit better than the worst case scenario? Yes, and that seems to be all we can depend upon from the Biden administration. Maybe we can get things a little bit better than the worst case scenario. Well, what a wonderful blessing all of this is. Thank you so much, Joe Manchin. Oh, what a service you've done to this republic. Of course, one of the reasons why he said he would not support Build Back Better is because of all the accounting gimmicks inside of it. And of course, those same accounting gimmicks are right here in the bill that he actually signed. He also said well, I won't go along with any tax increases on middle class people. I won't do it. And Joe Biden came to you and he said, I won't raise taxes one penny for anyone under four hundred thousand dollars. And then, of course, the the uh, uh, distributional effects of this particular bill from the Joint Taxation uh, Committee on Taxation comes out. And let's look at the brackets. Seven point three to seven point six. That seems like it's increasing. That's for the people making less than $10,000 a year. The people from between 10 and $20,000 are even, they broke even on that one. Uh, same with twenty to $30,000. After that, pretty much everybody up. From 7.8 to 7.9%, 7. from 10.4 to 10.5, from 13 to 13.1, from 15.8 to 16%, from 19.1% to 19.4%, from 24.1% to 24.4%, from 28.5% to 29%, and from 30.2% to 30.8%. Every single bracket, all of them are either flat or up, many of them, hitting brackets far less than $100,000, let alone $400,000. This leads me to my next question. What the F, West Virginia? What did we do to you? Are we in a fight? What did we do to you? What did we do wrong here? This is a state that votes for Republicans by 40 points and you keep sending us this buffoon. Why, 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 why do you do this to us? Now, of course, we've got crappy senators all around the country. You're not the only one, but this is such a layup. Put in somebody who's not Joe Manchin. Well, we know his name, great. I'm glad his name is known in your state. We've got problems like that as well here in Texas. A lot of Bushes were in for a long time, but you know what happened this last time? The last Bush in the legacy there, lost. It's time. It is time, West Virginia. Get this guy out of office. Why are we tortured with Joe Manchin? Why? I understand why California is sending us crap. I understand why Illinois is sending us crap. I understand why New York is sending us crap. Why is West Virginia sending us this buffoon? Why? Why? So this guy lives on his houseboat and he can act all tough and he goes back to the people of West Virginia and he says, you know what? I'm standing up for you. I'm the only Democrat who could stand up and help you out. I'm going to lower the deficit. I'm going to lower taxes. I'm not going to let all this crazy spending happen. I care too much about inflation. I need to wait to see the next month's inflation numbers before I could vote for something like this. And then before the new inflation numbers come out, which made no sense anyway, why would you care about one month's inflation numbers when you're talking about a 10-year bill? But regardless, the numbers didn't come out, and he still voted for it. You know why? Because he sucks. Is this finally the thing that will convince you, West Virginia, that this guy blows. That's who he is. He does this crap to all of us all the time. No, he's not the worst Democrat, but in in a way he is because there's no reason for him to have a job. He should not be your governor. He should not be your senator. He should not be allowed to have a position of power in your state. You voted for Donald Trump by 40 points. How is this man in office? Next up, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Really? the infl- Does anybody on earth believe that this is going to reduce inflation? And by the way, the acronym for this is the IRA, which is a terrorist group. They've named their bill after a terrorist group, and it's still a better name than naming it the IRS. The IRA, a terrorist group, And the Inflation Reduction Act is just as bad, if not worse. It will do nothing to stop inflation. We all know that. We all know they're lying to us about this. And yet they do it anyway. They just do it anyway. One of the ways they tell us this is going to help inflation is by pushing back on these crazy drug companies and all their evil price hikes well phil kirpin decided to actually look what's the inflation rate been on uh, prescription drugs recently is this a a big problem we certainly see you know pharma bro you get the big headlines of the particular drug that's out of control at the moment and of course some of these stories have some merit but overall what's what's the what's actually going on well Here's the chart. Uh, this is uh, Dems look at uh, this and think we really need to get after drug prices is what Phil says in his commentary. Here's the chart he posts. Uh, all items up about 20 percent since 2017. Um, same thing with food and beverage up about 20 percent. Fuel and utilities up about 30 percent. Transportation up about 40 percent. And uh, then there is hospital and related services up about 20 percent. Prescription drugs up what? Three percent. It's the only thing that isn't going through inflation. The one thing they said what they were going to fix is the one thing not being being infected at all by inflationary pressures. Yet here we are trying to fix the one thing that it's not happening to. Does this make any sense at all to anyone? And of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. It's got nothing to do with inflation reduction. Joe Manchin was all he was when it was build back better. This sounds like it's going to be too expensive. But now we're reducing inflation and that makes it OK. Just change the name. What an incredible statement by our supposed leaders about what they think of us. We'll get into that in a second. Here's Ted Cruz telling you about a little something in the bill you might be interested in because the IRS, not the IRA, but the IRS is going to make your life Living hell, listen. The House Ways and Means Committee, the minority has put out an estimate that under this bill, there will be 1.2 million new audits per per year with over 700,000 of those new audits falling on taxpayers making $75,000 or less. Oh, perfect. I believe personally we should abolish the IRS, but at a minimum we shouldn't make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol all combined. That's what the Democrats are proposing here. And that's what they have. bigger bigger than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol combined. And they're constantly complaining that they're under-resourced. How is this possible? How is this possible? And it's possible because literally nothing matters. Nothing. If you can take a crap heap of a spending bill like this and name it the Inflation Reduction Act and have the media lap it up, nothing matters. You can say anything about anything. You can literally make up just stuff from absolute magic dust and throw it out there and everyone seemingly is going to believe it if it serves the right goal. It doesn't matter at all. We're now getting this pitch that Joe Biden is on an incredible winning streak. What freaking universe is this going on in? I'd love to live there. I'd love to live in a place where the president is actually doing things that help Where is this place? Where does it exist? I'd love to know where it exists. And their pitch is, well, he's had a big uh, winning streak because, uh, well, he got this bill passed. I'm sorry, passing a bill is not a win. Do you understand that? A win exists after the bill gets into place and then it works. That's when it's a win. It's not a win when you pass it. If you pass it and it fails, it's not a win. If you pass it and it succeeds, I guess then it is a win. Now, of course, what they're actually trying to do and actually try to succeed doing—God forbid it actually happens—because that win is not one you want. But what they're trying to do—he oh, got a win on a policy. He's got full control of the government. He got Democrats to pass a bill by themselves. That's the win. He killed a terrorist. Well, no, he didn't. I got news for you. Uh, The military did that. But I seem to remember the last time we killed a major terrorist, Soleimani, everyone thought nuclear war was going to break out. And everyone said it was the worst thing that President Trump could ever do. What happened to that ideology? Where did that go? Gone. I happen to, by the way, agree that killing a terrorist under Donald Trump was a good thing and agree that killing a terrorist under Joe Biden is a good thing. But that's really the military gets credit for both of those things in my book. Then the other big win is what gas prices going down? Gas prices. A win. Have you been to the pumps? Yeah, it looks a little bit better than from a short time ago. But this is a win. Listen to this exchange. It's mind blowing. Why is the president bragging today about gas prices?
0: Because it's gone down.
1: It's still a dollar and cents higher than when he took office.
0: It has come. It has come down in a way that we haven't seen. Its trajectory coming down in over a decade. Still
1: and over it is four dollars a gallon. Okay. though, Is that good?
0: You <laughs> want to talk to a nurse or a teacher? Yeah, let's talk to them. If if having that little bit of breathing room, let's see how they feel about it.
1: Nurses and teachers
0: and firefighters saying gas prices are only $4.11. You can't even keep a straight face. I'm saying that that even that little bit of breathing room matters to families, especially during this summer when people are traveling, when people are trying to do what they can for their families, when people are trying to think about what are we going to do with our kids, drive them to camp, driving to see other family members across the country. This matters.
1: No, no, literally nothing matters. Haven't we just, that's the title of the segment. Literally nothing matters. And when you can make an argument like this, hey, it's a big win for Biden because the worst gas prices of all time have been replaced with the second worst gas prices of all time. That is legitimately their argument that they're doing a good job and the New York Times and everybody else is on the bandwagon. This is insanity. Insanity. By the way, the bill we know does not actually re, uh, uh, reduce inflation. It says some of the analysis says it could do a little tiny, tiny bit in multiple years after increasing inflation in the short term. Now, my thought was that inflation would already be over by the time this even kicked in. So it does absolutely nothing. It doesn't re- reduce the deficit. We've all we all understand the games they're playing there. We've gone through the accounting tricks 500000 times on the stupid show. And the other thing it's supposed to do is help the climate. Now, let me tell you, first of all, it's not going to help the climate because it's not just us. It's not just emissions. We can go through all the climate science and we've done it. And go back and listen to what the show that we did on Friday with Alex Epstein. You can learn a lot about that. But I want to give you their supporting argument. This is their argument to tell you that it is actually helping the climate. Are you ready for it? It's Chartapalooza, everybody. Conservanerds. Unite. Here's the chart. This is what it looks like. Putting the 2030 climate change within reach. Wow. Let's look at this. Now, if you see the current policy, if we didn't spend $740 billion plus, we would reduce emissions anyway from between 24 and 35 percent. But with the Inflation Reduction Act, it could be 31 to 44 percent. Now, That is not a lot. Number one, the difference between those two. And number two, the range of estimates over a third of the estimates overlap with each other. Meaning a third of the possibilities in the support of their argument actually show no difference whatsoever. This is not my argument as to why this bill sucks. This is their argument as to why it's a success. How is this happening? By the way, even if they got to 44%, it wouldn't be to their goal that they said they were going to hit anyway. And number two, it wouldn't do anything in the climate anyway because, of course, China is increasing emissions far more than we're reducing them. So throw for, believe every point of their science and still you get nothing for your $740 billion. Congratulations, America. Good purchase. By the way, have I thanked West Virginia enough today for this? Have I, have I thanked them? I will tell you another thing this, this bill does, it gives you credits to buy electric cars. Well, we all know it's important to have electric cars these days. That's a hugely important, wonderful thing. Of course, you know, only rich people can afford them. Well, I happen to know one of these evil rich people who bought a Tesla earlier this year. And this bill will give him, it appears, although the language isn't 100% clear on this, but it appears that he will get a tax credit for his purchase of the Tesla that he bought earlier this year. Now, he's very happy about this, of course. He's gonna get free money from the government. But what is the point of a tax credit? The point of a tax credit is to incentivize a type of purchase. You can't incentivize a purchase that has already occurred. He already bought the damn car and has been driving it around the country for weeks. Now he's gonna get a tax credit for something he bought without a tax credit? This makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And here's the final point. They think you're stupid. They think you are incredibly dumb, that you would believe any of the nonsense they are pitching to you. They could not possibly say the things they're saying with a straight face unless they thought you were an absolute idiot. And I'm not talking Forrest Gump stupid. Ah, oh, stupid is a stupid dog. Lovable Forrest Gump. Lovably stupid. Sitting on a bench, talking about a box of chocolates. I'm not talking that kind of stupid. They think you're sloth from Goonies stupid. That, they think you are chained up in the basement and you're only capable of grunting. That's how dumb they think you are. Look, the truth is, Joe Manchin will not save you. He was never reliable. You should have never relied on him. And anybody, by the way, I'm blaming West Virginia for everything. Let me blame Georgia while I'm here. The fact that those two candidates in Georgia somehow won has brought us this hellscape we now all can appreciate. What the hell is going on with West Virginia, though? I will say this. Please do something You people in West Virginia are such good people and we love you. Please do something about Joe Manchin. Get him out of office. How about the Inflation Reduction Act? Yeah, not going to reduce inflation. And it's named after a terrorist group. Literally, nothing matters. Nothing seems to matter. And they think you are stupid. Their entire party and party apparatus is based on the assumption that it is impossibly stupid to be an American. Their own voters are impossibly stupid. And the worst part is for a large chunk of the population, their assessment is correct. Let me tell you about Grip6. Grip6 has fashionable, customizable belts. Grip6 is a small company in Utah that sells in the United States and all over the world, but sources almost everything it uses to make products in America. You know, These past few bills have been like, oh, well, what we might do is we might build some things in America. We All we need is a few hundred billion dollars from the government, and we may very well build something here. And Grip6 is sitting there going like, well, we don't get hundreds of billions of dollars from anybody. We just Make the products here because we think that's the right thing to do. It's a different approach, sure. A better approach, yeah. And it's great stuff. It's belts, it's wallets, it's socks, it's stuff you need, and you can get it from a great company that makes high-quality stuff that you're gonna like and use all the time, and they don't hate your guts. Isn't that wonderful? grip slash stew. Use the code stew, gets 15% off right now. Grip the number six.com slash stew. Get 15% off today at gripsix.com slash stew. I'm happy to welcome back Eric July to the show. He's contributor, of course, here at Blaze TV and the multi-billionaire founder of Ripiverse <laughs> Comics. Uh, Eric, welcome to the program. Oh, what's up, man? I'm I'm always loving to be here, man, always. It's great to have you. Um, Let me, uh, let me, I want to start with The Ripperverse, and uh, this is an incredible story. Take me back to the very beginning of it, though, because uh, people may have heard some of the later developments. How did this start? Where did you come up with the idea?
0: What inspired it? Yeah, so I'm a comic book lifer. I mean, this is something that was on my thing to do, bucket list, if you will. But I think, and I, man, it won't be until I'm like in my 40s. Before I can ever afford to do something like that and just having the amount of growth that we've had over the you know last five six years it just accelerated the thing and seeing comic books go in the direction that they're going <laughs> which is in the tank uh <laughs> I figured hey man I, I talk about this stuff every day on my channel why don't I be a part of the uh solution it's the good time to now do it so about a year and a little over a year and a half ago around a year and a half ago I officially announced, because I wanted my my audience to hold me to it, like, I'm going to do it. Really? This is going to yeah. be a thing.
1: Oh, yeah. And I uh, hate doing that, because the audience does hold you yeah, to exactly. it. Exactly. That's why I did it. I was <laughs> like, you know what, I'm
0: going to announce it, and then I have to, yeah. I have to show up <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I did, and, you know, it uh, was at the 11th or so, we kind of announced the campaign of, uh, of uh, last month, July, ironically. And, man... I did not expect I'd be lying to you if I told you, yeah, $3.3 million we're going to do. <laughs> nah, there's no way I thought that we were going to do that much that fast. But it goes to show how just hungry people were for this.
1: Yeah, because I think your initial goal was $100,000, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, sort of, and this is sort of like a pre-sale type of thing?
0: Yeah, pre-sale, yeah. yeah it was a pre-order. I just made uh, – I wanted the transparency. You see, like, with crowdfunds, they have all, like, the transparency. Hey, who bought – I wanted to take that but just do a pre-order so I already had the product – um, like the actual book was done. We were just waiting for printing uh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, yeah, I just, just wanted to do a, a, a pre-order, and I was like, 100000 I wouldn't break even with that, but I would think that would be like a n- nice little launching pad. Yeah, exactly. With that, I was like, yeah. And I was I said the bar a little too low on me.
1: I guess yeah. so. So now you point out you're over $3 million yeah. in, in, in sales so far, which is incredible. I mean, I, I can't tell you how happy I am from you because you're such that. a great dude, and, and I, I, I love having you here, and I love you coming on. And you, you have... A great message, which is personal empowerment, right? Yes. You know, um, but that's it's not it's not a political comic book, right. right? No, it's kind of the opposite of that. Like everyone now is going woke. They're putting their politics in thing. Everyone has to make a point with everything that they do. You decided to go kind
0: of the old school way. Yeah, I just wanted to give people good uh, entertainment. I think people that go to those sorts of mediums are, All definitely in the age of connectivity, you probably get enough of that. Right. You get enough politics everywhere. I mean, we talk about it every day. This is our jobs. So I wanted to give people something that they could kind of just, you know, read and adopt and, and it'd be all good. And yeah, they might know where I'm at. But I don't think people are wanting to read stories that are just so directly reflective of real world politics um, and stuff. These are universal truths. Uh, These are things that anybody should be able to acknowledge. And I think the trade, I'm not going to even call it a trade off. I guess the good part of it is if you are going to play on the politics is that at least they know the creator doesn't hate them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like so many kind of like feel a little dirty, like consuming a Disney product now because you're like, Man, I know those guys that create that probably just hate my guts. Hate your guts. Whereas to now, you know, though I'm not making political comic books, I'm not interested in doing that. Uh, they at least know that the creator isn't someone that despised them. I don't care where they're at; I have them as a customer, and I thank them for my thank them for uh, their support.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a fantastic idea, and I think you you really hit a great point when you're talking about. You know, I, I, I mean, look, I I do a show every day. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're doing a show every day. We're doing a lot of political talk. I'm constantly just bitching about stuff, yep. right? Like, yep. I am always just complaining about how the world should be. And there's something to that. You got to have that. Yeah. But, like, you really took that step to say, I'm going to just be part of the solution. I'm going to put it out there. And if people want it, they can they can, they can can participate.
0: Yep. Didn't uh, even with all the promotional items, all of that stuff, trailers, I just like, hey, I'm just going to tell these guys what my company is about. I'm going to tell them uh, I'm going to give them a story and hopefully they're interested in some of these characters that we're going to initially introduce. And just so to to have as many people that got behind it from uh different walks of life was was a very very cool kind of scenario, but I hope people If nothing else, take from this, learn from it, and maybe they can implement something like that Hmm. in their own kind of uh, thing. I think the entire entertainment industry is archaic right now. I think it's operating on an archaic model, and I think that there needs to be – I talk about the parallel economy all the time. I think that's such a necessary thing, but in the age of connectivity, it's it's so – Uh, It's not easy, but it's way far more doable than what it was before, where you can do your own thing, have your own vision, and make that thing uh, come to life without having to have... everybody in the middle of kind of uh, of that project. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping happens out of that. I see a lot of folks that have been inspired because of that. And that's perhaps maybe the coolest part of it all, that folks are, you know, yes, I love the fact that people are like happy about comics again. Uh, yeah. uh, like kinda, we kind of lost that, but also that people are drawing some inspiration from it.
1: Is there is there a bit of, in the entertainment world, a bit of like legacy protectionism going on where, like, I was, I was reading a, a, a piece uh, recently that was talking about how is old music killing new music? Mm. And the idea was that these big record companies that have been around forever are now spending tons and tons of money, but they're spending it on old back catalogs, Right? Mm. catalogs of people who've been retired and not even making new music for years and years and years. They're not developing new stars unless it's like you know, they're dumping money into Beyonce, right? Yeah. Like they're really like going this way of of taking these because they're realizing streaming. They're looking at yep. the numbers. They're yep. seeing people listening to more and more older music as a percentage of total listens. So, like, it seems like what they're doing is sort of building the walls around the castle a little bit and just hoping that the new creators either identify themselves and they can buy them up quickly uh, or they just can never really make a dent into their existing business.
0: Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I call them the old guard all the time. Like, they have their way of doing things. And that's why I know so many people that were kind of new to it, they were like, what is the controversy here? Like this guy just started a comic book cause you can imagine people that just heard about it. They saw it on whatever platform. And then they see like this controversy that's surrounding (laughs) it where you got all these weirdos who are like hating it. And you, after watching like the trailers, you'd be like, what is the controversy? There is none. The the problem here though is is that they look at it like it's a threat to that old model, Mm. right? That old guard where you look at the people that have been doing things in the industry the way that they do. There's so many parallels. You bring up music and it's perfect because I exist obviously in that industry as well. And there's so many parallels to what I had to deal with in the music space where people are just going through the motions and doing stuff. And I'm, like, the only one that's like, why? <laughs> like, okay, I get that we do it. I get that that's the industry standard, but why is everybody doing that? Mm-hmm. That was the question that I asked with my old, with my band, my current band. And that was the question that I asked here. It's like, I see everybody doing it their way. Like, why is there only one company like Diamond? I know that recently changed because of the pandemic. But, like, Diamond, like, basically running the distribution market. Like, everybody goes through them. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I get that everybody's doing it, but why are Why? It's like, I think, no, we can do it a different way. So I just bothered to ask the question and give it a shot. I was like, okay, I think that we can do it in a different way. And we need to catch up with, like, the technology, catch up with the times, and uh, I think as more people realize that you're gonna see a lot more folks uh, kind of breaking out and not having to go through those old guys and that's what they're that's what they're afraid of
1: yeah that, they're definitely afraid of that uh, before we move on to some of the news of the day I, can you give me a little bit just about what the what's the story we, we talked about it conceptually but what's yeah. the actual story so
0: uh, the story first book that you guys can get I some issue number one is about a a, a character by the name of Avery Silman and what he does he's a common rancher right now he used to be a hero. Uh, of sorts back in the day, but there was this event that made him wanna kinda hang up it, hang up its suit. Well, he gets a call from his sister and uh, they had this like family friend that was interning at her business called Projectsis and she comes up missing. And Altona, which is the sister's name, asked I sum, uh, hey, can you go check this out? Last I heard she was hanging with one of your old friends hmm. uh by the name of Darren Fontano. So she go or he or rather she asked him, he says, okay, whatever. And that's what the whole book kind of is about. Mm. He goes back into the city that he doesn't like really being in. He stays right outside of it to go visit his old friend and basically ends up having the longest day of his life. (laughs) He runs into (laughs) all these other people. And uh, you guys guys will see kind of the different branching points that we have with other characters that we'll be able to develop. Oh, very, very cool. And where do people go to to get it? Mm Ripperverse.com. You can get it. You support the campaign. There's still over 40 days uh, certainly left that you can get in on some of those pre uh, order items. And uh, yes, yeah, some of those are pre order item exclusive. So once they once that 45 days or so that we have less on the campaign is up, they're gone. They're gone forever. Yep. All
1: right. So uh, it's really been exciting. And you've been able to like, over three million dollars. The one problem with this is three million dollars does not go as far as it used to, Eric, <laughs> That's uh, the problem <laughs> with all the inflation going on. I mean, three million dollars used to be a lot of money until I started watching politics and watching Joe Biden spend. Yeah. They just decided to spend another seven hundred and forty billion dollars, which is really a low number. It's going to be more than that. I mean, I'm fascinated watching this, how anyone could think right now is the right time to pull the trigger on almost another trillion dollars. And
0: and the crazy thing is is how they tried to market it as if this is like this going to fix inflation bill. Yeah, like, uh, it's like, oh, yeah. You're inflation gonna, Reduction Act. Yeah, yeah. Inflation Reduction Act. And you're going to spin your way out of this. Uh, that's not how this works. <laughs> or tax your way out of this. That's certainly not going to work. And this is stuff that, you know, really starts to impact me because, yeah, I entered a new tax bracket like overnight. So <laughs> I got to kind of keep my keep tabs on this type of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with these, it's like 80,000, something like IRS agents or something yeah. that got a- a- added. Uh, That they're going to try to uh, they call it like fair taxation. And if you think that that isn't going to impact people that are in the middle or even lower, you're you're sadly mistaken. Um, But this is how they always do. The government creates a problem through their spending efforts and they Mm -hmm. think they're going to spend their way um, out of it. And it's just so insulting.
1: It really is. And, and, you know, it's funny because we just had 200 and some odd billion dollars on this CHIPS Act that was spent that had Republicans on board. This one doesn't have any Republicans on board, but still 750 billion dollars or whatever the total is. And we are now hearing from the media that because they've passed these bills and a terrorist was killed, which, you know, I'm, I'm happy the terrorist is gone. This is such an incredible winning streak for Joe Biden that. You know, we can't even imagine the The headline in The New York Times was that this is such a winning streak that any president would be envious of it. What is it? The Ripperverse? What Maybe. universe is this yeah. happening? In? They're I'm not
0: seeing it. They're in a completely different dimension, like uh, whatever they're living in. And <laughs> I think what they're attempting to do is try to speak this stuff into existence. Yeah, because anybody that's rational, even the people that have generally supported Joe Biden, know More specifically with folks realizing that their stuff just costs more, that there's a fundamental problem uh, in in this sort of country. So they're like, "Okay, we've taken our L's. I think the whole road situation they thought was going to get a far bigger backlash than what it did to be fair. I did. Hmm. And it kind of just went away. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. like it wasn't the talk of the town uh, anymore. And it was like, yeah, there's going to be those folks that that still cling to it. But it wasn't nearly the backlash that I think they were anticipating that they were going to try to carry that in going into like uh, midterms. So now they're just like, okay, well, that didn't work. Uh, Let's just try (laughs) to speak this into. Oh, he's winning. He can't stop winning. It's like. What are you talking about, man? I, mean, I just—it's impossible to believe that anyone would buy
1: this. But like, they're really trying to do it. They're really trying to say this is some big winning streak. I went in and I, over the weekend and got a sandwich, and it was sixteen dollars—a sixteen-dollar sandwich. Oh my God! And I—I'm like, thinking about like, I don't—I look, I'm not you know, I'm not the guy that notices every little price change. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty oblivious to this stuff. But like, when it's hitting people like that, and you—you you're, gasp at a meal.
0: I mean this is not something that you could talk your way out of. You can't spin out of your way out of inflation. No, this is a fun this is a like a fundamental like issue with like government and how they approach things. And yeah, we got the Federal Reserve and, and what it is that it does in combination with the Treasury in terms of the money manipulation. But also when you look at their spending efforts in com- combination with that is what makes it so disastrous. The fact that every single fiscal year, the government Federal government. This is—it's it's amazing to me how they get away with this. They literally know they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. They say it like they, mm-hmm. they It's called deficit spending, where they, for their fiscal year, preparing whatever budget <laughs> it is that they have. They literally say, "Okay, hey guys, there is no way that we can account for this. <laughs> We're gonna spend it anyway." Like they don't to even me, try. they are. Yeah, they're like, "We're gonna still spend it," yeah. like even though we don't have that money, like. How do you think that impacts an economy? And they still do it every year they've been doing it. I know they claim that this uh, bill was going to somehow lower the deficit, but it ain't going to do any of that. No. Like, you know, like when is the government, definitely the federal government, being incentivized to be efficient anyway? And, you know, the nature of taxation, really, do they have a reason to be efficient when they can just say, hey, we don't have as much money as we like. So we're just going to just either print some more out of thin air or we're just going to steal the rest of it. Like that's that's kind of how they operate. I, I mean, as run, someone running your own business, I'm sure. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't yeah.
1: it just be great to be able to just print money and just spend <laughs> oh, however you want? Oh, I mean, man, now, I'd, be, I'd be
0: man. I'd have uh, I'd probably buy out this studio uh, <laughs> if I could just hey, print it or why not? But yeah, what, what Seriously, like that's for people that don't understand why the government operates the way that it does. Look at it exactly Mm -hmm. like that. When you look at your business and you're small, big, no matter what, you're always looking at your bottom line. Well, the government doesn't really have to do that because they know that they have two sources of income, per se, that they don't have to, their performance isn't based upon that. Mm -hmm. Business owners, we have to say, okay, I have to provide you a product that you want. Mm -hmm. I have to somehow be able to maintain that through various ways, whereas the government says, well, we're just going to steal it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or we're just going to print it out of thin air and then it's just going to match be there. What incentive does that person have to be efficient? They don't. They don't have it at all. Uh,
1: it's good work if you can get it. I yeah, guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder of Riververse Comics. Make sure you go check it out and uh, get that uh, get that uh, pre order in because uh, again, you, you only got what a few more weeks, yep. and, uh, and then it's going to be gone forever. Don't miss out on it. Eric, thanks for coming on the program. Man. Appreciate you as always. All right, Eric July, calm me down a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm just so fired up about this nonsense. I can't, I don't understand this weird universe everyone seems to be in where they think Joe Biden is doing a good job all of a sudden, at least in the media. I'm not seeing that in any of the polling. We'll get into that here in a second. But like, here's the thing. The president is the one that's senile, not us, okay? The president is the one that doesn't seem to have his faculties. That's why we made the senility now line of merchandise. Yes, senility now. Yes, senility now. Available at stewdoesmerch.com. Stewdoesmerch.com. Celebrate the senility of our president and get all sorts of other great gear. Wokeness is weakness. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Six twenty-four twenty-two. It's all up at stewdoesmerch.com. Use the promo code stu ten and save yourself ten percent. It's stewdoesmerch.com. By the way, if you're selling, uh, or if you excuse me, if you're buying a new piece of real estate, a new home, you can use the promo code Stu10 and save yourself 10%. Wouldn't well, that be great? Just use, just, just throw it out there. Just give it a shot. I mean, they can, what are they going to do? When you're signing the paperwork, just write Stu10 in the promo code section and see if they'll save you 10%. Might work, right? Uh, look, buying a home is a big investment. You can save a lot of money if you could save 10%. And when we see the inflation going on, the rates going up. This market is really a difficult to deal, one to deal with right now, and that's why you need realestateagentsitrust.com. We talk about it all the time because you know you, just, you screw this one little thing up then you are going down a really dark road for a long time. You could lose thousands and thousands of dollars. You could mess it up in a big way. Realestateagentsitrust.com is designed so that that doesn't happen to you. It doesn't happen to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. They'll get you hooked up with the best agent in your area. They'll let you know if Stu10 will actually save you 10% on your home purchase. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. One of our meetings we had a while ago, I said, we should do a new segment called uh, Biden's newest low. And we can feature whenever he sets a new low in polling, we can bring the segment back. I didn't expect it to be a daily segment, though. And that's essentially what it's turned into. Biden has a new low. Yes. On the economy, Uh, 69 percent of Americans think the nation's economy is getting worse. Not only a Biden low, but it's the lowest since 2008. Only 12 percent currently believe the economy is getting better yet. The media will tell you that it is all the time. The president's rating on inflation is even worse. 29% of Americans say they approve, 69% disapprove, and 37% approve on the economy. More Biden's newest lows. And now uh, this is going to affect, of course, the entire party, which I, of course, think is a good thing. But of 11 key issues at a midterm poll, seven of the 11 Republicans are more trusted with. This is not the norm. Uh, even when Republicans do well, they typically underperform in polls like this. Uh, Republicans outperform Democrats on the economy, 34-25. Crime, 32-21. Inflation, 33-23. Can't believe that one's even that close. Immigration, 37-28. Uh, Russia-Ukraine war, That one's close. Gas prices, 33.24, and taxes 31 to 25. What are Democrats up on? Uh, Gun violence, a close one, 34.29. Abortion rights, of course, that's still a you know, we're still coming off the griddle on that one. It's still a hot issue. So you kind of expect the um, the energy to be on that side of the argument right now, as we explained with the Kansas situation. That's 34 to tw- uh, 38 to 26. Excuse me. Coronavirus 3620 and climate change 37 to 19. But, you know, who is he going to be facing in the election anyway? Is it going to be difficult for Joe Biden to win? Not now. Not now, because his opponent is probably most likely to be Donald Trump. He's probably going to run. He's certainly going to be the favorite if he does. But now the entire lid has been blown off the potential Trump second term. Yes, Maggie Haberman has done it. She has pictures of toilets. You, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that it would happen this easily. But yes, Donald Trump will no longer be able to win the presidency because Maggie Haberman has found pictures of pieces of paper in a toilet. No, now, look at this. This is just incredible. It's from her new book, A Confidence Man The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America. And there are two toilets with pieces of paper at the bottom of the toilet. Apparently, Donald Trump upset that there was not enough not enough uh, flushing going on in certain toilets. This is why. He was hiding everything he was supposed to uh, keep for the Presidential Records Act. He was flushing it down the toilet. At least that's the accusation. And this is like legitimately a big story on the left right now. The fact that he threw some handwritten notes in the toilet instead... <laughs> <laughs> what There's like 13 fireplaces in the White House. Why he's throwing them in the toilet, I don't know. I don't think anything he's flushing in the toilet is probably going to be all that significant. But apparently it's a big story today. Uh, that the president is flushing his handwritten notes down the toilet. Now, of course, you could easily stage these photos. I don't know that it proves anything. But would you be shocked if someone in the media actually got a hold of maybe even a real presidential note and uh, ripped it up and threw it in the toilet and took pictures? I certainly wouldn't be if that's how this turned out. I don't have any evidence of that. I'm just saying that's the way they seem to act with Donald Trump all the time. Uh, Could it be an aide who did that as well? Possibly. Could it be that Donald Trump just flushes things down the toilet and sometimes they don't flush? I guess. Uh, I I mean, you saw you saw what he was as president of the United States. You either like it or you don't vote for him or don't like He was already president. You don't need to guess as to what kind of president he would be. He already had the job. I just it's amazing what people get excited about. Back in a second. I should be, let, let me just ask you. You should be a Blaze TV subscriber by now, and I hope you, you do join us. Uh, we're you know if you want to support the, the the work that goes on, the investigations that we do. If you want to hear me scream more about bills, uh, support the show, support the network. BlazeTV.com/stew. The promo code is stew. One other thing I will tell you. If you happen to be a Blaze TV subscriber, you get early access to Glenn's weekly podcast, the one he does the big interviews on. And this week, it's Ron DeSantis. So you want to get early access to the Ron DeSantis interview. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu to save 10 bucks. See you tomorrow.